right? So we're excited for today, and we are going to continue our prayer series. I'm really excited about this. Um, how many of you guys got some stuff from this series? I've enjoyed it. Anybody good? We're going to never do it again. Um, how many of you guys got some stuff from this series? Did you, did you grow any at all? Maybe through podcast or maybe sitting in your seat. Um, you've grown a little bit because prayer is such an important thing to us uh, as human beings, as a church, you know, as believers, prayer is important. And we realized what is prayer? It's learning to talk. Right, And that understanding of knowing when to listen. We kind of try to simplify things as much as possible. And here's a little, a little um, blow over, if you will, if we're trying to blow over everything and just look at it as we go. Week one, we gained an understanding of what prayer is. We learned about some patterns to put in place, right? By the Lord's Prayer, also known as the Disciples' Prayer. Week two, we talked about uh, life and the experience of the Apostle Paul. A deep understanding of what peace looks like. Right? God being the God of our pieces, right? The God of peace being the, the God of our pieces as well was so important for us. Week three, we learned how important it really is to believe, right? To believe, even when it seems like we're ask, what we're asking truly doesn't exist. It's hard sometimes to, to, to step out and to believe by faith, isn't it? It's hard to believe when things don't seem that way. So we talked about prayers of faith and so important. And we talked about a guy named Peter, who is one of my favorites in the Bible as well. Um, and this is the time that he mustered enough faith to get out of the boat and sink. A lot of times we don't look at it that way. You know, it would have been awesome if Peter was just like running on water. But the thing is this, he got out of the boat, he walked on water for a moment, but then what? He began to sink. And I think that's a great picture of what faith is, that we continue to keep our eyes on Jesus. We continue to reach out to him, and his posture is always reached out to us at the same time, reaching down to try to help pull us up. That's a prayer of faith and understanding there, right? So what I want to do this morning is continue on uh, from a different aspect of the life of Peter, all right? Um, Peter, again, is a great example of someone who is human, do you ever read the Bible and you wonder, how does this apply to me? Or do you ever read the Bible and say, I can identify with that? Anybody? Peter is one of those kinds of guys that I think we can identify with easily because Peter is human. Peter is someone that is like me and is like you, right? And the thing is this, God put purpose in Peter's heart when he spent time with Jesus. And the thing is with this is that God wants to do the same for you. He wants to put purpose and destiny in your heart. And it's important for us to continue to walk with him so that that purpose and that destiny can be realized within our lives, okay? So let me give you some context for, for why, we're, what we're, why we're talking about perseverance today, but also how this came about in my life, okay? As continuing on throughout the week, I really just kind of just listen to God on stuff, right? Just kind of senses wide open, ears wide open, eyes wide open, and just to feel what God's saying in a real way. Not like, ooh, you know, what are you saying? Nothing like that. Just, God, what, what are you speaking? And I kept, kept hearing the prayers of perseverance. I'm like, what is this all about? Like, I don't, I don't understand what you're saying, a prayer of perseverance. I don't know of any prayers necessarily, God, that talk directly about perseverance. I don't know what that means whatsoever. And while we were in the life of Peter, right, this real guy, I decided to look a little bit further and read the Bible. And as you go further in the Bible, you see this book called the book of Acts. And this book is split into two parts, if you will, about Peter and him and what he did for the church and the starting. And then you see the other part is about Paul. 
Okay, And as I begin to read in the book of Acts, you see some pretty amazing things happen through the life of Peter. And I love that because it makes me understand that amazing things can happen through someone like me as well and you. And I tell you what, life will always throw things at you. Can I get like 5,000 amens, even if there's not that many of you? But what I'm saying is you got about 5,000 instances of where life will throw things at you. And Peter, we know about how Peter was too. This guy was about crazy as they could come. He was a super zealous person. He was so excited about anything and everything that he did. You know, he's saying, Lord, I'll, I'll be with you to the bitter end. And what, what happens to Peter? Denies him. We know these things about him. We know that he was a fisherman before, and he left that so that he could become a disciple. We know that he's the guy uh, that was really, as you read further on and, and understand that he was the cornerstone, if you will, in some ways of the beginning of the church. This guy is human, and I can identify with him. And I can, I can say, look, you know, I can see myself in his shoes today. We watch something, though, that's important about Peter's life. We watch in these instances of where things are set against him. He does stupid things, makes bad decisions, and yet he perseveres in his faith. And the thing is, this perseverance that we're going to talk about today and understand more didn't start with Peter's life. This idea of perseverance and how we persevere started at the beginning with creation. As God created everything and then he came to us. He said, let us make man in our image. You see the plurality of God, the triune God in this instance, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And he says, let us put ourselves in them. Let's make them in our image and let's put our spirit in them kind of thing. Do you understand what I'm saying here? We see this at the beginning of time that God was creating someone in this instance, us, but also giving himself to us so that we can persevere. Now, this is way back. And we see in scripture, God the Father Right at work, do we see that? The creator. God the son is the redeemer. Jesus says he comes to earth and he dies for our sins and he's raised again and we have salvation. And then we see God, the sustainer, the person of the Holy Spirit, the one who will help us persevere. So we see in the book of Acts in the beginning, the person of the Holy Spirit coming onto the scene. Okay, We see this, this visual, a, a, a very, very... Amazing visual, if you will, and understanding that he's coming, he does come, and he changes people's lives as a result. John 16, 7, this is on your screen. But listen, he says, very truly I tell you, it is good, good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate, another word for the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. It had to happen this way so that we could fully receive what God had for us. Okay, if we look at uh, perseverance by just definition, we see that it is to persist in anything undertaking, maintain a purpose in spite of difficulty, obstacles or discouragement to continue steadfastly to persist in anything undertaken, anything you start right to persist in it, to maintain a purpose in spite of difficulty. Will there be difficulty? Yes. Will it be difficult to do this or that? Yes, as soon as you set your heart to something that God has for your life, get ready. There will be difficulty. Isn't that encouraging? Obstacles or discouragement. Continue, though. Keep going steadfastly. All right? So we see in Acts 1, 4 through 9, a picture of how it started for Peter's life, how it starts for us, and how it started for the church. On one occasion, 
While he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Remember, they were always looking for a king. They were looking for someone to restore, at that point, the kingdom. He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power. And this is where we need to to, to camp on, that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on. You will be my witnesses, power to witness in all Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their eyes and a cloud hid from their sight, hid him from their sight. Think about this. Think about the disciples. Put yourself in the situation. They had done ministry with Jesus for years. They were thinking, awesome, now you've come back. Let's do this. Let's, we can do this. Like, you think we were bad before Jesus? Man, you came back from the dead. Who, that's amazing. I can see the whole, I can see the scars. I can see, you're back. The fog is lifted. The world has shifted. You know what I mean? You're back. Some people may get that. It may take a while, all right? But he came back, and the disciples are like, this is it. Man, it's going to happen. It's going down for real. It's going to be good. But he's like, guys, guess what? I'm actually leaving. Imagine that feeling. The one person, Peter's like, man, remember when you, you helped me? I was sinking, and you grabbed, oh, that was so amazing. Remember when we did, like, all these healings together, and all these people were restored together? Jesus, that was so cool. He's like, I'm out. I'm leaving. Because you can't persevere with me here. Do you feel that? We always count, don't we, on something that we can see and feel. We count on someone that we can trust who stretched out their hand and picked us up. But that's not reality. You're like, what? That is reality. But it's not. See, Jesus was helping us again to understand that if you really want to persevere, you have to have my spirit, God's spirit, in you. Why? So that you can have power and so that you can truly witness of who I am and what we did together. Does that blow your mind at all? We always wanted a certain way, the way we expected, the way we thought. But in God's spiritual economy, if you will, the numbers don't line up like we think. The way he sees it and the way he wants it to play out is so different. But as Peter had faith and trusted in him, Peter was able to persevere because he believed. I don't know about you guys, but studying that blew my mind. So prayers of perseverance. This is where we're going to go today. Prayers of perseverance do this. They first start when we stand. They start when we stand up, okay? Acts 2, 14 through 21. Then Peter stood up with the 11, raised his voice, addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. And he goes on to talk about what the Holy Spirit did when he came that day. People thought that they were drunk, because they were speaking in languages that people understood then. And they're like, are these people drunk? He's like, it's still early in the morning. Let me tell you a little. Last night at 2 a.m., literally somebody knocked on my door, drunk as a skunk, okay, asking me, um, yes, is this the place where you take out the dogs at 7.15 a.m.? 
Like, who are you? I'm in my skivvies behind the door, and I'm like, excuse me. And, and the porch light's not working, right? I'm about to fall off. The porch light's not working, right? So I'm like, can I help you? And I'm like, what's your name? My dog, rawr, 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 rawr. I'm coming upstairs. I'm like, oh, let's get the croutons out of my eyes, ready to pack some heat, but I can't put it anywhere because I ain't got nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's awkward river right there. I have to call the cops. And be like, this girl's walking around the neighborhood, like yelling, screaming, her phone's going off, and she's just laying in the driveway. Whew, she was drunk. And I prayed for her. But what I'm saying is this. When he came, they weren't drunk. He was changing their lives. Why? So that they could have power and so that they could witness. So that he could gift them. Okay, and this is something that Pentecostals camp on. Well, we'll gift them in tongues. No, there were so many things that were happening in that time because of the giftedness of God's spirit, the fullness. You pray for somebody and they can be healed. You, you're like, What? Because he's doing it. You see what I'm saying by this? There's so much more. That could be a whole other series. But for Peter, this perseverance happened when he stood up. Because what happened before he would fall and he would just crumble under anything and everything? Think about it. Jesus, I'll go to the end with you. Prison, death, I don't care. I'm out. Don't know who he is. I'm gone. Right? And then we see this guy who was afraid to talk, to, to even say he knew Jesus, stand up for his faith and what he believed. Right? The resurrection became real to him in so much of a way that he couldn't share anything else but this good news message. It happened. The perseverance started when he stood up and stood for his faith. Prayers of perseverance grow with the heat. You're like, what? How many of you guys like, like to plant stuff and grow things? Anybody? I know this guy does. I, I, I benefit from that. How many of you guys have little gardens or maybe like some, little, okay, there's those hands. You like to grow stuff. I see that hand. God bless you, sister. Uh, you know, it's fun. It's fun to plant something and to see it grow. Now, what does it need to grow? Light. Okay, typically the sun isn't really cool. I don't know if you've ever hung out outside in the summer. Uh, it's not very cool. It's toasty. Okay, in places like this, it's toasty and humid. Kara said she never wanted to hear that word again. It's humid, okay? Um, it's sticky. It's nasty, you know. But things don't grow unless the heat is turned on, right? You think about it. Until the heat is on, this perseverance is just something that's a far-fetched idea. Until you're really, really tested, does perseverance begin to grow within us, right? We fast forward to Acts chapter 4, and this is, again, taking a look at the life of Peter and how it played out for him. We see him in, in chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. They still were going after it. They were still sharing the gospel still trying to reach folks for Christ. They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people, proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day. See, they were doing anything and everything they could to further the gospel. 
And religious leaders of the time didn't like that. Why? It was messing with their system. I don't know about you guys, but I would probably be honestly like those religious folks. Don't mess with my system. Do you ever feel that way about your room or your office or your, any, any of your personal space? Anybody feel that way? Especially you guys in college. You probably want to fight nonstop. It's like, here's the line. Well, do I need to tape it on the ground for you? Here's the line. That's your side, and this is mine kind of thing. Well, these guys are feeling that about religious things. Because Jesus had straight up wrecked their system. And then here's these guys standing up proclaiming the resurrection of the dead, right? Which was not good in their teaching. Okay, talking about a Messiah, which they didn't think had come at all. Messing with everything. And they're like, we got to stop this. Let's turn up the heat. Let's turn up the heat. We can silence them if we throw them in jail. We can make them shut up and they'll stop. You know, that guy, Peter, remember him before what he did? He crumbled under pressure. Maybe he'll do it again, right? Maybe he'll be the one that shuts his mouth this time around so we can silence this thing now once and for all and get back to the way things were. Everything was perfect. Everything was great. I didn't have to persevere through anything because everything was just the way I wanted it. That's not what the gospel does in our lives. If you truly have a relationship with Jesus Christ, it's going to get difficult. Because whenever you get one step further with him, the enemy looks at you and says, I'm going to take you three back. I'm going to take you back four. I'm going to take you back five because I see what you're doing here. The heat was turned up, and these guys still persevered through it. What a beautiful picture. Excuse me. The third thing is this, and this is where we're going to camp for just a little bit longer than the other things that we were talking about. Prayers of perseverance are spoken at the right time. And this, this is the prayer of perseverance that God, as I was reading through Acts, led me to. And I'm like, okay, what is this? How does this work as we work back? Acts 4, 29 through 31. You see Peter and John beginning to pray, beginning to just say, all right, God, everybody is against us. You see it. What are we going to do kind of thing? We are at wit's end. We're at the end of ourselves, which means we're at the beginning of you. And they say this, now, Lord, consider their threats And enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, this is cool, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. How it began is how this prayer ends. They're saying, we're at the end of ourselves here, God. You see on every side we are pressed. You see on every side that people are trying to take us down. Help us, Lord, to persevere. Help us, God, to be bold. Help us to make it. And as we see what what Jesus promised before, who would come, comes in this moment and gives them the boldness that they need. Last night, it was about uh, ooh, 12, 1230-ish. You know, my, my girl came to the door at 2. That was fun. And Aiden came downstairs about 1.15 and said, Hey, I'm having a bad dream. I'm like, I love you. Good hus. Get back upstairs. Um, so it was about 12.30. So you can tell there was a lot of sleep that was happening last night. Really exciting. And uh, especially because today's not a big day at all. No big deal. Um, and I was sitting, it was about 12.30. 
And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to bed. I'm, 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 I'm going to set my stuff aside. I've studied. I'm a... And then it's just the word sift. You know what I mean? I'm like, what, God, what's that all about? I love Googling scripture. That's fun because you can get it quick. Do that. If he puts something in your heart, Google it quick so you'll get it. Luke twenty two thirty one, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you, sift all, of, sift all of you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. This is way back at that last supper they had together. And they were talking around the table. Jesus looks at Simon then versus Peter. What's that? What's significant about that? Simon, reed blown by the wind. You look at the picture of wheat. You look at the picture of, right? You see what I'm saying here? Agriculture. You look at wind coming through and blowing you around and just, you think about how he was sifted in that moment. And he became what he's called later as Peter, Petros, rock. See, we think, all right? Are you with me on this? We think that hardship is breaking us apart and breaking us down to become nothing. But what's happening, by the help of Jesus and his spirit, we're becoming exactly what he wants us to be. Because what happens? Peter comes back as rock, doesn't he? He comes back as rock, and he's someone that God can count on to start the church. Because he's someone that allowed a situation to define him, right? And to refine him so he could become the person that God really, really wanted him to be. We don't like when the heat's on, do we? Especially being a little bit bigger right now, I really don't like when the heat's on, okay? I'm like sweating for sport. Everybody's like, it's cold in here. I'm like, it's perfect. If I could only have like a walk-in cooler right now, it'd be awesome. That's the only reason I go to the beer cave at Sheets, just to cool down. <laughs> True story. None of the names were changed to protect the identity of people involved. We don't like the heat. We don't like what it does to us. But God is enabling us to persevere with boldness by his spirit so that we can proclaim his goodness and that we can be a witness. A lot of churches don't preach that way when it comes to the person of Holy Spirit, do they? They talk about everything but that boldness that he gives us and that enabling that he does for us so that we can tell people about what Jesus did in our lives. But I'm telling you, he'll help you to persevere and to push through. Our worship team's going to come up, and we're going to conclude this morning with a song. I want to challenge you this morning with something as we sing together. And if you would like prayer, please, you can, you can slide forward, and we would love to pray for you. Just And really, that's, again, talking and spending time together, right? But I want to challenge you with something. Look at the difficulties of your life, because we always do, don't we? We actually see those, even if they are so small, more than the greatest victories that God's bringing to us. Look at those difficulties in your life and say, look, you know what? The enemy meant to sift me in this to break me apart and break me down. But God is allowing, literally, that's what he said, the devil wants to, which means he allowed it to happen in this way so that he could become what God intended for him to be, rock. That's a metamorphosis. That is a complete change of an individual with God's help.
That's what he desires for your life. He wants you to come to the end of you, which is the beginning of him. And that is the place where you will be most happiest. That's where you will be filled with his joy that goes beyond understanding. Because you are at the end of you and the beginning of him. Don't know about you guys, but that's encouraging. Is that encouraging for you? Because I understand this morning that God, from the beginning of time, planned me, right? Did allow things to happen, which is hard for us to understand sometimes. He allowed hurt and pain into our lives so that, so that we could choose him in the process. He doesn't desire that you struggle. He doesn't desire that you're in pain. He doesn't desire that you hurt. He doesn't desire these difficulties. But he loves to use these things so that, right, he turns what the enemy means for harm. He turns it for good so that he can get glory. And it's not that he needs it. He can get it from anybody else. He just wants to be in relationship with you. He wants to walk with you through everything. He wants to comfort you, lead you, and guide you. And he does it by his spirit. The spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. So I want to challenge you this week. A lot of times we think, you know, praying, praying in or to the spirit of God is weird. It's not at all. Because when you see the transition in Scripture, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, you say, Comforter, help me now, because that's one of his names. Counselor, help me now. Advocate, help me now. I need you to step in right here and help me. I am without words. I am without reason. I don't know what to do. Perfect. That's where he works best. Because in your mind, the outcome is impossible. There's no way it's going to work. But in his mind... He's saying, watch me. Watch me. Watch, no, watch me and see what I can do. If I can change Peter's life, if I can change him from someone that was blown around by anything and everything to someone that I can build my church upon, I can do the same in you. But another great thing about God's spirit is he's not going to force himself upon you. He is a gentleman. That's the way he rolls. Think about it. God is not going to push himself in, right? He's not going to butt in on the dance of life and say, no, I'm up in here now. You do what I say, you go to, no. He's going to say, look, I'm here. Do you want to dance? Because I will walk with you. I will dance with you. I will talk with you. I will comfort you. I will lead you. I will be anything and everything you need, and I'll give you everything you need along the way. Walk with me. That's God's spirit. And he said, also, I'll give you every gift that you need when you need it. If you need wisdom, I'll give it to you. If you need, to, you need discernment to tell what's really going on in this situation, if someone's right, wrong, whatever, I'll give it to you. Healing, I'll get glory in it. We just pray for someone to go. You see what I'm saying by this? Nothing crazy, nothing spooky, just real life with God's spirit in you. That's what it is, his spirit in you. So I want to challenge you this morning, first and foremost. I'll give you a chance to respond in just a second. Make sure that your heart is in the right place with him. Because we see in Peter's life, there was some things that had to happen before God's spirit could show up on the scene in a real way in him. There had to be a change. And for you this morning, you may need to make that change of saying, okay, I'll give my life to you. I will dance with you now. You will be my new partner, and we will do this together. Okay? And then you also say, I'll let you tell me the moves.
because I know you won't leave me out here looking like an idiot on the dance floor because you're my God and what I've found and experienced so far is that you love me and you're with me because your spirit says it even when I'm not with Kara this is the greatest example I have I know that she loves me I don't have to worry about that because our spirits have intertwined this is, this is a covenant. That's what marriage is, and that's what he wants with us. A covenant where our spirits intertwine, and from that produces life. Produces life. Not temporary, but everlasting, ever-changing, ever-fulfilling, forever. All right? Let's close your eyes with me. And if you need to make a commitment to serve him for the first time or re-engage your faith this morning, just simply look at me. I'm going to pray with you, okay? Anybody else? Okay. Alrighty. Alright. The second part is this. The second response is do you need, alright, do you need more of his spirit in your life? You want to encounter the boldness that Peter encountered. You want to encounter, right, God's presence in a way that helps you every step of the way. If you want that, just simply look at me and then we're going to pray, okay? All right, we all need him. Amen. We all do, okay? Nothing, fruitcake, nothing crazy. Spirit of God shouldn't be crazy. It's only us who make him crazy. He's not. He's not. So, Lord, we thank you this morning for the response of your people. We thank you this morning, God, that they know and fully understand that you are an absolutely amazingly good father that loves us more than anything in this world. And, God, you did not lead us out here to forsake us but you enabled us to become more than conquerors, and we thank you for it. Lord, we are just, our minds are blown this morning with the understanding that you have given us your spirit, that you showed us physically what your spirit looks like when he is on earth through Jesus, but then you physically took Jesus away so that you could physically fill us and we could become the church. So that you could change us from someone that is blown, blown around to and fro from the things of life, the difficulties and the situations to someone that you can build this thing upon. God, you have made us rocks this morning. You have made us bedrock, solid, firm foundation because we have asked you to come into our lives in a new way. Either through the first time with a relationship with you or with a deeper walk with you as your spirit fills us and enables us to be bold, to be witnesses. How amazing. Some 2,000 years later, you still want to do the same thing and you still want to use the same thing. People. You could do this on your own, but you choose to use us. And we choose to be used by you. Thank you for being good. Thank you for being our Father. Thank you for your Spirit. you stand with me this morning and if you would like prayer for anything Kara and I will be up front as folks leave you can come forward if you feel more comfortable then but worship regardless okay because he's good and I've heard a thousand stories of what
whisper of 